Hi guys, welcome back to Be the Main Character with Bianca. If you celebrated Christmas or any holiday, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. It is after that time. This episode is going up a few days before the new year. This goes up the 29th and I'm recording this on December 27th. And I had an amazing holiday with my family. I had the best time. And I work in an outpatient setting. I work in a hospital as a nurse, but I work in surgical services. So I actually had the holiday off, plus I had Monday off. And it was great and magical considering I have done holidays in the past. So I was really grateful this year to just have the time off where I didn't feel guilty like someone else was working and I wasn't. Everyone was off unless they were on call and worked in the OR and it was just a really great time and I was really grateful and appreciative to have the three days off and I hope everyone had an amazing holiday. So let's get into a little bit about what this episode is going to be. It's going to be all things 2023. We are talking about how I personally prep for a new year and creating a realistic vision board. I do not think you need a new year to reinvent yourself, to goal set, but I do think there's something refreshing in the start of a new year. And I don't think there's anything wrong with establishing what you want and what you expect to get out of a new year. I just think waiting for the new year per se is... That, that's what I don't like. I don't like when I hear in November, well, I'm just going to wait until the new year. I, I'm not a big fan of that. I think you can start anything little or big right now, but I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with planning and goal setting for a new year. It's refreshing and I am truly obsessed with doing it. So I want to share with you guys everything I do and I want to share with you guys some of my goals for the new year. Maybe, maybe it'll give you some ideas and get you excited to start planning your new year. So one of the first things I do, and this I did last year and I'm so excited for it, is go to futureme.org and write a letter to yourself so that you can read it next year. So you'll write it around this time and then you'll read it back, you know, around this time. So write it on December 31st and then you email it to yourself and you'll get it back December 31st or January 1st of 2023, which I just think is great because you can't touch it. You can't see it until it comes back to you. So I'm so excited to read that back and see, you know, did 2021 me think that 2022 me was going to be here? And I think it's just a good way to just kind of recap and it's fun and it's a good way to set the expectation for yourself and knowing that you're going to get that letter back. So do that because that's fun. And then I want you to brainstorm your goals for the new year. If you have a hard time with this, break it down into the different pillars of your life. So I'll give you a few for example. Health and wellness could be one. Career or education could be another one. Mental health could be another one. Experiences. Habits fitness, but you can also put fitness in with health and wellness. You could put your um, eating habits into health and wellness. So you can kind of separate the main aspects 
that you're looking at for the new year, the things that are most important to you and kind of break it off into the pillars of your goals of your life and what fits and what works and just kind of pull from those, if that makes sense. And then for like a journaling writing session, this is what I personally do. So I brain dump the year, the good, the bad, the ugly, the great, whatever it is, I brain dump all of it, even the bad parts, because I think it's so important to recognize the good and the bad, because that's what makes up the year. It's not just the good times, it's not just the wins, it's not just the accomplishments, it's also the times you were struggling and came back from it and still finished off the year. Whether you finished it off good or bad, you still are seeing the other side of it and entering a new year. So brain dump everything, and if you need some ideas of what to brain dump, like I said, the good, the bad, but you can also brain dump everything you accomplished this year, everything that made you proud this year, everything you overcame this year. So those are just a few ideas of what you could journal, write, brain dump about. I love doing this. I think it's, you really have to sit there and think. And it's guilt-free. No one else has to read this. No one has to know the bad parts of your year. No one has to know the best parts of your year. This is simply for you to review your year and just take a look at everything that happened. And I think it's very healing. And then another thing I love to do every year is find a word for the year that resembles your intention for the year to come. So just one word, and you can think on this for a few days and look at your goals and look at what you really want to accomplish for the new year or what your intention is for the new year, and then think of a word. This isn't something that I usually do within a day. Like, I don't usually just sit and in one day figure out this word. It Usually, I start thinking about it a few weeks ahead of time. So sit on it for a few days, figure out what your goals are for the year first, and then, you know, come back to what does a word, what word really represents what I want out of this year. And then that could be the center of your vision board, which we'll get into a little bit later. I also want you to write down what baggage or toxicity you are leaving behind and then actually let go of it. And what I mean by that is obviously you're going to write down what you're leaving behind, but that that will continue and drag with you slowly into the new year if you truly do not let go of it. So if you need to do this in a literal sense, you can burn this piece of paper, you can rip it up, you can throw it away, you know, all things that are safe, Um, but physically leave that behind and don't go back to those tendencies that got you in that space in the first place. So whether that's a toxic friendship, whether that's a toxic relationship, whether that's you setting boundaries, don't change those things and let that drag with you truly leave whatever that is for you behind and don't look back and then I want you to write what you want out of this year so kind of like the letter where you're writing to yourself I want you to write what you want out of this year what the intention is and what you expect this year to bring you And then another thing I like to do, this isn't um, a journal prompt or anything, but I really like to declutter and clean my space. I think this one's pretty obvious, but I truly feel like a clean, clutter-free space just leaves me so much healthier. 
I think that it makes me more productive. I think that when I'm just cluttered and I know there's so much stuff, it overwhelms me and then I don't get what I need to do done. I think this can be very true with, you know, people with different mental illnesses, mine being anxiety, with like a touch of ADHD in there where I just have a hard time focusing if I just see clutter and mess everywhere. I also love going through my old clothes, old makeup, junk drawers, and just getting rid of all that stuff especially where Christmas just happened and you're getting new stuff, you know, make space for the new stuff and get rid or donate the old stuff. And usually every time I do this, I get like three to four bags of stuff to just get rid of. And it just feels so good. And I always feel more productive and happier and healthier in my space. Especially if you live at home still and you know you're only (laughs) still in your childhood bedroom and that's not really a lot of space to hold for me. For example, 22 years of stuff, it can become a lot. So just decluttering that space and making sure, you know, you only have the stuff you really need and really use makes it so much easier. All right, so let's move on to vision boards. I love vision boards. I've probably done a vision board for, I don't even know, probably six or seven years in a row now. But I will say that last year I found that I made the most helpful vision board I've ever made. And I'll explain to you why. So I feel like when I made vision boards in the past, I just made them to make them. They were fun. They were interesting. It was so fun to put your goals up on a board and see it every day. But I was finding that the things on my vision board weren't actually happening year to year. And they were so fun and pretty to look at, but they lacked true intention. I feel like I put things, and there's nothing wrong with putting things on your vision board that are five years out. 10 years out, three years out. There's nothing wrong with that. For for me personally, thinking five years out overwhelms me on a vision board and overwhelms me for the new year. This is just how I am personally. I know a lot of people have a five-year plan and I think it's great to have a five-year plan. But for me personally, I just don't do well with that. So I was making vision boards with things that were not going to happen for at least three years. And they were just on there because I really wanted those things. Like, for instance, a few years ago, I had like a new car on there. And I had really no plan behind getting a new car. I just wanted one. And so I put that in my vision board. But that can be upsetting because you look at it, you didn't do it. But really, was I gonna? I knew I wasn't probably gonna be able to do that within the year. Like, yes, it was a future goal, but I knew that that probably wasn't going to happen. So, here's what I did differently last year that I feel like really helped me. For one, I made my vision board not overwhelming in the sense of I only put on there what I thought was tangible and what I thought I could truly accomplish for the year. For example, I knew I was graduating nursing school, so that went on there. There was a lot of, you know, pictures of studying, pictures of scrubs, and, you know, my graduation year with a graduation cap. That's like three different pictures that were on my vision board, all relating to the same thing, all relating to the fact that I wanted to be, you know, studying really hard, studying for my NCLEX, becoming a nurse, um, graduating. Those were all things that were tangible that I knew were going to happen. But that obviously were, was a really important goal for me and was a great thing to put on my vision board because I knew it was happening. Um, what else was on my vision board last year? 
I knew I wanted to go to a few concerts last year, so I put a picture of, like, a girl at a concert. And whereas I feel like years prior, I would have never put, for example, an experience like a concert on my vision board because I would have been like, what goal is that? Like, a concert, really? Like, that's on your vision board? But I think setting those intentions for someone like me who sometimes we'll just overwork and over goal set and not that I want to accomplish a lot but I think it's so important to realize that your vision board does not just have to be every single goal you want to accomplish ever it can be experiences you want it can be you know finding the balance in studying as well as having these experiences with your friends going and doing things you absolutely love especially after 2020 where a lot of our concerts got canceled a lot of our vacations got canceled like going to a concert is a great thing to put on your vision board because we couldn't do those things for what one or two years so having that on there and making it something that I wanted to make sure I was experiencing this year for fun and joy was great and I went to two concerts and I had the best time and concerts truly make me feel so alive they help me so much I love concerts so for that that was a great thing to put on my vision board I also put on there different types of movement I really wanted to um, last year allow myself to move in different types of ways because for so long I had just been doing weight training and occasional cardio and sometimes hit and I put different types of movement and yoga and still weight training because obviously I wasn't going to just cut that cold turkey. That's not what the intention was. But the intention of putting that on my vision board was to allow myself and push myself to do different types of movement for the year. Now, like I said earlier, I work out and I have been working out consistently for a very long time. But Putting that on my vision board was important to me because even though, yes, I do that consistently, it was important for me to, you know, incorporate these different types of movements. And like I said previously, that's something I wouldn't have put on my vision board a few years ago because for me, is that really a real goal? You work out all the time. Why do you need to put movement that you already do on your vision board? But for me, it was the different types of movement. And that was important to me to make sure that I was doing that movement every day, that I was you know, not letting studying like take over the time that I need to spend moving my body in ways that are going to benefit benefit me mentally and physically. My point being, and what I'm trying to get at for your vision board is make it realistic and it doesn't need to be the biggest goals you've ever had on this vision board to make it worthy of being a vision board. It can be simple things that you want to do. And be proud of that vision board. It doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to, like the biggest goal I had on mine for last year was definitely graduating. And then I had another big goal, which was getting a new car, which I did do this year. But the other things were experiences and ways I wanted to live and the way I wanted to take care of myself. And I also put on, like I had talked about in my first episode, coming soon. And I did this in order to not put pressure on myself of what I wanted to release um, to social media, to a platform, whatever it may be. And specifically did not put the pressure on myself. I just put coming soon with the intention of I was going to release something at some point within the year, but it could be whatever felt right to me when it came time to do that. And I think that was super important that I didn't put... A podcast or that I didn't put I was going to release a workout series 
And I gave myself that time to go through the year and realize that, yes, we can set the intention and the vision for the year, but we are going to change, evolve, and life is going to happen throughout the year. And we need our vision board to kind of have that leeway with us. So the way I do my vision board is I go on Pinterest and I make a mine for this year, for example, is called 2023 Tunnel Vision. And I just put a ton of inspiration of what I want this year to look like with some of my goals integrated in there. And that's what I make my vision board out of. I pick my top picks from that Pinterest board and that's how I make my vision board with the center of the vision board either being your top goal or priority or your word for the new year. So whatever that is for you, put that in the center of your vision board. And then for me personally, I always put my vision board somewhere I can see every single day. For me, the way my room is set up is that my bed is facing my dresser and my dresser has a mirror on it and above that mirror is my vision board. So when I wake up and I sit up, that's the first thing I see every single day. And I can say this is the first year that I can look at my vision board and like physically cross off every single thing and be like, this is what I did here. This is what I did here. The only thing that changed on my vision board is that I'm not a pediatric nurse like I thought I was going to be. I thought that I was going to go into pediatric psych for the longest time and maybe I will still will someday but that ended up just not happening the job was still available but I just found a job that fit me better at the moment and it kind of worked out perfectly fell into my lap type of situation so um that's the only thing that's a little bit different but I still became a nurse which was the top priority and I'm very proud of my vision board and I also have my vision board as my wallpaper on my phone as well as my background on my laptop. So have your vision board accessible in multiple places that you're going to see it daily. I feel like this really helps. Um, and like I said, make it realistic so it's not overwhelming, it's not unrealistic, and it's tangible things and ways of life. So for example, skincare can be on there. It can be Things like that. So I just want to talk a little bit about my goals for the new year. Maybe give you guys some ideas of how I plan my goals out and then turn that into a vision board for the year. So my one of my goals for this year is to move out of my parents' house and into an apartment. This is something that I already have in the works. Um, I plan on moving out with a friend we already kind of know the area we're looking into. We're going to start touring. So I know that's something that is definitely going to happen in the new year as long as, like I said, life can change just like that. So that's the intention I have for the year is to move out. And the next one is to travel. I already have two trips planned for the next year that I'm very excited for and grateful that I get to do. But I definitely want to take my PTO take my time and travel. I love traveling. I feel like it refreshes me. It makes me a better person. It makes me a better coworker, a better sister, a better friend. Um, I think it's just so good for the soul. I also want to solo travel a little bit. I want to start with like the states close to me and then expand into, you know, different areas that are a little bit farther away. Not really sure when I want to do like Europe and stuff like that but I definitely know I want to start small this year 
with local places by myself, whether it's new cities, new towns, and just take some time with myself. Um, the next one is more of a state of mind. I really want to go with the flow more. One of my favorite quotes that I'm trying to get better at is, you don't always need a plan, just go. As I've mentioned before, I do have anxiety, and as someone with anxiety, you're thinking 18 steps ahead all the time, and this can be hard if you want to go with the flow or live a more spontaneous life in occasion. So definitely just being more easygoing, better at adapting. That's one of my goals for this year. A big one is I really want to connect with my feminine energy more. I've been told in different energy sessions and therapy that I have very strong masculine energy and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, I don't want to say it's how I am because we're working on connecting with both sides of that for me. So I really want to work on just tapping into that feminine energy side whether it's pampering myself a little more, taking a little longer with skincare, because I do a lot of things very goal-oriented. Skincare I do because I need to do it because I have acne and I want it to get better. Plain, simple. I'm not doing it for the sense of luxury. I'm not doing it for, you know, the physical touch of it. I'm just doing it because I need to do it because I have acne. And I want to tap into you know, I can take an extra second. I got a gua sha for Christmas, which I'm very excited for. I want to take the time maybe to get ready on days that I have off and take a little bit more time to put some more thought into my outfit or my hair. And when I take myself on solo dates, like truly get ready as if I'm going on a date with someone because even though it's with myself, that's just as important. I love going on solo dates, but I don't really put a lot of work into my appearance. I just do what's comfortable and there's nothing wrong with that either. It's just tapping into those two sides where when I'm working out, it's not masculine to work out. Do not take it as that because I would fight someone if they ever said that. But, you know, tapping into those other sides. I do a lot of things with masculine energy, even the way I act at work, even though nursing comes from such a caring and understanding and nurturing side. I also have that just, I work in a department that also has a corporate business side to it and I feel like I need to hold my ground and in that sense I have this masculine energy even at work or this protective energy at work of my patients. So even then, <laughs> you know, I have that masculine side to me. So I just want to work on tapping into that more. And I obviously want to keep up with my self-care. I definitely want to, you know, have a better plan in place for when I'm going to have self-care, how often, when, where, how it's going to look. And I also want to further my education in nursing that's already in the works, that's already happening. I'm already putting in some applications, so that's very exciting. I also want to read 50 books and do the A to Z book challenge. I'm doing that with my best friend, and I'm very excited. I read 35 books this year, so I'm excited to do 50 next year. And one of my goals last year was to read more, and I didn't set a limit, but I did end up reading 35 books, so I'm pretty proud about that. I want to meditate and journal daily. I did meditate occasionally this year, but I definitely did not have a consistent routine with it. But I was taught different meditation practices at therapy, and I definitely want to do those 
every single day, even if it's five minutes a day, seven minutes a day. I want to start the day with meditation and end the day with journaling. Um, a type of movement I want to learn is boxing. We have, after I'm like, I want to touch into my feminine side. I'm like, you know what else I want to do? I want to box. I do. I don't know why. It just interests me a lot. I think it's because my dad did it when he was younger. So he's taught me on occasion, kind of, sort of, how to box. But we have a punching bag and gloves. And I'm just super interested to learn and or teach myself slash have my dad fill in the gaps occasionally because I think it would just be another fun form of cardio and something I could really enjoy, almost like a new hobby and something I could learn and, you know, not be completely comfortable with at first but get better at. Another thing I want to do is embrace my curly hair a little bit more. I did pretty good with this last year. I always do better with this in the spring and summer. And then once winter hits for some reason, and people with curly hair will understand this, we feel the need to blow out our hair for every every week. And I don't know why that is. It's just a winter thing, and I just need to be better at it. And now that my hair, my hair used to be blonde or blonde-ish, like a very blonde balayage and now it's darker and way healthier but it's so long that it has a hard time holding a curl now so I want to get better at learning how to do long curly hair and making it holds because plenty of people do it so it's just a me thing and then the last thing I want to do is make a secondary income from social media I've grown a lot on TikTok in the past year but I don't make an income from it at all and I would really like to make a secondary income from social media. So those are some of my goals for 2023 and what will be going on my vision board. I'm so excited for this year. Honestly, was hands down one of the best years of my life and I'm so grateful for it. So I'm very excited and eager for 2023. So next, I want to talk about how I break down the year by month because if looking at a whole year and all your goals for the year is overwhelming to you, it is also for me. I think looking at a year ahead can be very overwhelming and that's why I like a vision board because we can break it down. And that's why I love monthly breakdowns so you don't get overwhelmed. So this is how I break down my month and I journal every single month right at the end of the month before a new month starts just to get myself in the headspace of the new month almost like a new year every month. But I break it down just so it's simpler, it's easier, it's four weeks, we're looking at four weeks every month and you're not overwhelmed. So the first thing I do is I review the goals from the month prior I see what I accomplished and see what wasn't done and I look at how I can accomplish it in the next month. So I physically put a check mark next to what I was able to get done and like I said, this doesn't have to be huge goals. It could be sign up for a class that I have to take for work, renew my license for work, um, pay or pay this bill. It can be simple things like that or it could also be um, set up a date to launch my podcast. I'm just using that as example. But if you know that in July you want to launch your podcast, that's going to be one of your goals for July. And this can also give you a better look at month to month what is realistic that you can do and break it down so it's simpler so you don't feel so overwhelmed at the beginning of the year that you need to get everything done 
I've said this before and I'll say it again, baby steps are steps. Let me say that again. Baby steps are steps. No step is too big or too small and they all count. We would never tell a baby that their little baby steps are not real steps. That is ridiculous and rude. Don't do it to yourself. So we reviewed our goals from the month prior. We put check marks ne next to what we got done and we have blank spaces next to what we did not get done. And we are going to see if we still need to do those, what changed, why wasn't it accomplished, and we can always move them into the next month. So don't feel bad if you didn't get all of it done. For example, I think one month last year I wanted to pass every single one of my exams and I don't think I did it. I think I did not or I don't know if it was pass all of them because that that doesn't make sense. I think it was to get above average on all of them and I think one of them I didn't. But I still wrote, you know, out of 23 exams, you got 22 of them above average. Don't disregard what you did for the month just because it wasn't perfectly to what you had written down give yourself some grace but also have that as your accountability to look back and also see okay this is what didn't get done and this is how we still have to get it done in this next month so then I go through my monthly wins I look at the month and I look at what I did that I was proud of what I accomplished and I write all of those down this gives you the little confidence boost after if you didn't get everything you wanted to get done that month to look at, okay, but this is what you did get done this month and these things are just as great. So go through your month wins and then I set the next month goals. So I write out, so let's say we're in January going into February. You're going to write out your February goals for the month. Look at your month, look at what's realistic, look what you need to get done. Um, in multiple areas of your life. I'm not just talking goals. I mean oil changes. Random things that are actually a lot when you become an adult. So look at the whole picture. Like I said, look at the pillars of your life and tap into each one of those. Car maintenance is a hard thing, okay? I hate it, but we all got to do it, okay? And then you're going to find next month's affirmation. And you're going to think about that affirmation throughout the whole month. And then it's going to change within the next month. And you can always tie all those affirmations into your core word that you picked for the year. Um, another thing, so that's, that's how I do my monthly breakdown. So I do, let's review it one more time. I review my goals from the month prior, see what was accomplished and see what wasn't done and how to accomplish it in the new month. I go through the month wins, put check marks next to what was done, carry in what wasn't done into next month's goals, set next month's goals, and then set next month's affirmation, which can tie in to your core word, picking goals from all the pillars and looking at your vision board and seeing how we're going to take those baby steps and steps to accomplish the big goals. Make sense? I hope so. Um, also, if you are a fitness junkie like myself, you can do a new workout split, set it up for yourself to do for the next six months. I highly recommend doing a split for a very long time. I don't recommend doing random workouts. Find a program, find a system, or if you are comfortable enough to write it yourself, do that, stick with it, apply progressive overload. I could do a whole episode just on this. And if you're new to the gym, just kind of set that plan, whether you're starting out with weighted workouts, 
in one space, if you're going to yoga, if you're going to orange theory, you know, set up realistic times that you're going to be able to do that. So for example, let's use orange theory. If you want to go Monday, Tuesday, Friday, set up those times, get your membership, make sure it's all set in stone. So that way when the new year comes, you're not all over the place. Like I, oh, I really wanted to do orange theory. Oh, I already spent all this money on this membership and I don't even know when to go. Look at your life, look at your schedule, pick apart those times and add in your workouts as a priority. Same thing if you have a workout split. If you know every day on Wednesday you're not getting out of work until late because you always have this meeting and it goes over time, that's your rest day. Also, if you are looking to incorporate different types of movement, maybe Sunday is your yoga day and you're going to do yoga every Sunday because even though you hate it, you know it's good for your body, so you're going to do it and that's going to be your yoga day. That day does not change, okay? So set your workout split and make it realistic with your life schedule. And lastly, don't compare your year or what you're doing or your goals to anyone else's. I'm giving you guys ideas and the routine I follow for the new year that works for me, but maybe what works for me doesn't work for you. Maybe you think your goals aren't as big as what you're seeing on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram. Shut all that out. And think about what you want and what you'll be proud of and what you want your year to look like and block out the noise of everything else. Because at the end of the day, you want your year to look the way you intended and in the way that's going to make you happy and in the way of living as your own main character, which is main characters are one in their own, okay? There's no two main characters. That doesn't make any sense. So... Be your own main character and figure out what your main character year is going to look like. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. I absolutely loved recording this one. This stuff gets me so fired up and gets me so excited for new year. Like I said, it's very refreshing. You can do anything you set your mind to. And like I said, baby steps are still steps. I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Like I said, I loved recording it and we will talk again next week on Thursday. Bye guys.